Welcome to the STSA Church Podcast. Each week, we discuss relevant, thought-provoking topics that challenge us to understand our faith more personally and engage in it more practically. We aim to communicate the depth and riches of our ancient faith in simple and understandable ways that are relatable to the modern world. Good morning, and welcome to the well here at STSA. Great to see so many people here sitting here in Leesburg. Great to see all of you back in Arlington on the other side of this camera, whoever's watching, wherever it is that you're watching from. We're in week two of a series called Color Coded, where we are talking about temperaments. And we're talking about temperaments, something that goes back to the time of Hippocrates, where he came up with this idea that the world comes down to four basic temperaments. But instead of using the names that he came up with, which are kind of hard to say, we're giving them colors, the red, the blue, and the yellow, and the green. And with me, since we're talking about communication, I brought my lovely wife and my best friend for the past 22 years, my wife, Marianne. Big hand for Marianne. Hi, guys. <laughs> and because what we're talking about here together, obviously we're talking about communication. And instead of just hearing from one particular temperament, we thought it'd be nice to kind of share together because the whole point of this temperament stuff is about how we communicate with one another, and communication has two components. It has how we speak and how we hear. And those are the two components that we need to understand how each one of us is uniquely wired to hear a certain way and to speak a certain way. Now, for those who were here last week, okay, raise your hand if you know what your color is, okay, after last week. Okay, good. So everyone, most people know what their color is. For those who don't know, we'll give you a quick recap in a little bit. But how many people... Since the last week, since we started talking about this color thing, started seeing colors and everything. Like how many people now, like, like I was talking about last week, will go and will be like, that guy's such a yellow. <laughs> or like, that person's such a blue. Okay, how many people, I, someone told me that they said something to their spouse like, you're lucky I'm a green. You're lucky I'm a green. And one, one conversation we had in our household, we actually heard, we, we in the Mesa household, we take this color stuff very seriously, okay? <laughs> we talk about it with everything. We actually, someone in our household said, that person walks like such a red. <laughs> that person, just by the way they walk, we can tell that person's a red. Because the point is, once you understand this, okay, you can see it in everything, in every conversation, every interaction. And it's not just fun. It is extremely fun, of course. But I hope that you see it's also very helpful. There's a verse from Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. St. Paul says, Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. And the part I want to emphasize there is that each one is that certain words, what St. Paul is saying is you should understand how your words affect each one. And they may affect a certain person some way and a certain person in a different way. Learn how to answer each one in a way that allows you to be heard in the way that you would like to communicate. So like, for example, the expression, let's say I say the, the sentence, I come to you and I say, don't do that. Don't do that. How would a red hear that versus maybe a green hear that? A red is all about efficiency, is all about doing things the right way. A red, you say, don't do that, and they probably hear, there's probably a better way to do that. So tell me what that better way is. I'm not going to do that. Tell me what's the right way, because they're all about right and wrong. A green is all about peace and harmony. So you say, don't do that. What might a green think? I wonder if I messed up. I wonder if I did something wrong. Does he, did, did, did I do something to upset him? You see the difference? Okay, let's say yellows and blues. The reds and the greens are the opposite and the yellows and the blues. Let's say you go to work tomorrow morning. 
you get an email with a subject that says, event today. A yellow person? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. I don't know what it is. I don't know where it's going to be, but yes, event today. A blue? Anxiety just went up, okay? Blood pressure just went up without reading the body. Like nobody read the body of it. You don't even know what it is, but you're a yellow. Like I remember, remember COVID. Remember social distancing? For, so, for some people, social distancing was a nightmare. Other people, it was a dream come true. <laughs> it was like we won the lottery, social distancing. Because that's the point of this verse, is that each one of us is uniquely wired to communicate in certain ways and also to hear in certain ways. And that's based on our temperaments. Last week, we talked about the language that each one speaks. Today, our subject is going to be the words that we need. I want to emphasize that word need. Today, we're going to talk about based on our unique wiring, our temperament, we need different words. Marianne, talk to us about when I, how is it we can need words. Yeah, so we all have physical needs, right? Need for food, need for water, shelter. We're not healthy without them. And just like we have physical needs, we also have emotional needs, relational needs. Uh, and for each color, there are certain words that are just, they're like oxygen. Without them, you'll feel suffocated or you'll act out because you're not getting your needs met with your specific words for your color. Um, if you think about like a relationship, it's struggling, it's hanging by a thread, and it seems like the two people hate each other, but the majority of the time, it's not that at all. They probably really do love each other. It's, the problem is just in the, they're speaking different languages, and they're not getting the words for their color um, uh, met. So, for example, when Abuna and I would argue, especially early on in our marriage, I would say, that hurts my feelings. And he'd say, but that hurts my logic. And he would be very serious. I found the perfect comeback to that hurts my feelings. That hurts my logic. And I, I don't understand logic, and he doesn't understand feelings. So, um, I mean, we've, we're growing in those areas. Yes. But, <laughs> but that's, why, um, that's why the problem is really more of the language versus the actual relationship. Yeah, and one of the things that, that we, we talk about, and we've, I've told this to others as well, is if, imagine that you have two people who speak different languages. So one speaks Spanish, one speaks French, okay? And the one says in Spanish, I love you. What does the French person hear? The French person hears nothing. So the Spanish person screams even louder, I love you, but in Spanish. And the French person feels, and then they scream back in their language, in French, I, I love you, how come you don't love me? And I love you. And if you scream, I love you, in the wrong language, the other person will never hear it. And that's what we see so often in relationships today, be it marriage or non-marriage relationships. Like, this isn't just a marriage thing. This is a life thing. This is like a work thing. This is like a brother-sister thing. This is a father-son, a mother-daughter. This is just a life, this is a salesperson thing, okay? We need to learn to speak not just what I want to say, I love you, but how does the other person hear, I love you? And there's a great verse from Sirach, chapter 33, verse 4. It says, prepare your words. Prepare your words, and then you will be listened to. Draw upon your training and give your answer. Isn't that a great verse? Sirach, by the way, is the best book in the Bible that nobody knows about. Prepare your words, and then you will be listened to. How many of us, just this one verse alone, could change a dynamic in a relationship? Because we don't care how people hear us. We just, we got to say what we got to say. And we're going to give them a piece of our mind, and we're going to say, and we're going to say, and you don't know what it is that they may be hearing on the other side. 
The goal of this series is to focus less on what I want to say and how I want to be listened to, how I want the other person to hear me. And sometimes, in order to be heard in a different language, you have to speak a different language. And that's the point of this series. I said this last week, our key thought in this series, if you remember, is that even though we're using the same words, we might not be speaking necessarily the same language. So let's recap. We got four colors up here on the screen, and these represent the four temperaments. And each temperament speaks its own language, okay? The sanguine, the choleric, the phlegmatic, and the melancholic. But we'll go with yellow, red, green, and blue. Who remembers? Which of these colors speaks the language of people and fun? Those are the yellows, exactly. Which language speaks the lang- which color speaks the language of power and control? Red. Those are the reds. How about perfection and order? Blue. Those are the blues. And then calm and harmony? Green. Those are green brothers and sisters. Notice that the green was the quietest of all. The yellows, like yellows, <laughs> reds, and the greens. <laughs> calm and harmony, right on cue. Okay, exactly. I just couldn't have written it any better. The point of this, okay, in case you missed last week, just a quick recap. These temperaments are hardwired into us. These are our innate natural predispositions. It's something that we're born with. The same way some of us are born right-handed, some of us are born left-handed. Now, someone always fires back. Anytime we talk about this and someone wants to say, well, but we change and we evolve and we grow and we mature. And no one's saying that you don't. Just like in the same way I'm saying you may be born left-handed, but can you change and train yourself to write with your right hand? Of course. Absolutely. And that's actually the goal of life, okay, when it comes to the temperaments, is I'm naturally a certain way, but as I evolve and as I grow and as the Holy Spirit works inside me, then I want to learn how to speak different languages. You were born speaking English or whatever language you were born speaking. Can you learn French? Of course you can. But that's not going to be, it's never going to be your native language. Same thing with the temperaments, is that each one of us, something is hardwired inside all of us. Some of us are hardwired that naturally we're more patient than others. We're more gentle than others. Some of us are we're more forceful than others. Some of us are more perfectionist and more ordered than others. It's not saying that you can't be any of those things. Like I, want, I can't reiterate that enough. Every one of the temperaments can be a great leader, can be a great speaker, can be a great mother, can be a great father, can be great in whatever. But for some people, certain characteristics come more natural. That's all we're saying, okay? And that's actually the goal. The goal is to understand who I am to understand my strengths, to understand my weaknesses, and the more I grow, the more I can live in my strengths and work, hopefully, on those areas where I am weak. So, like I said, today we're going to talk about, last week we talked about the language that each one speaks by nature. Today we're going to talk about the words that each one needs to hear. And I put them all up on the screen, don't worry, we're going to go through each one one by one. But what we're going to see is that each of the different temperaments There's certain words or certain kinds of words that, like Marianne said, is like oxygen to them. And when they don't get these words, they're going to to act up or they're going to be stressed or something bad is going to happen. Like I said, I see people taking pictures. Don't worry, we're going to go through each one by one, but you're welcome to take a picture of it as well. And the reason why we're going to go through these one by one is because even the words themselves don't mean the same thing to every person. Like, for example, the word loyalty on here Okay, you see their loyalty is under red. My definition of loyalty may be different than your definition of loyalty. 
Okay, the greens, you see, the greens have harmony. She's a green and I'm a red. So my definition of harmony in a marriage is no one's throwing pots and pans at the other person. Okay, so we're in harmony. We're not trying to kill each other. Her definition of harmony, what I discovered, is much greater than that. So it's not just a matter of, yeah, there's harmony. No one's trying to kill the other person. We need to understand from a green, what does harmony mean to you? And if you have a red at home, what does loyalty mean to you? A yellow, a blue, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because the number one takeaway from this series that I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, and I'm, I'm going to reiterate it every week, but then I'm, I'm going to move on, is that each one of us is unique. There's no one size fits all. And even within the temperaments, not all blues are the same. Not all reds are the same. Not all greens are the same. Not, there's no such thing as one size fits all. The goal is to understand our natural predispositions and then get to understand the way that person applies them in their life. Who is the master of understanding each person's natural, innate wiring and speaking specifically to their need? Who is the master? Jesus. If you notice with Jesus, Jesus never dealt with two people in the same way. Every person was unique. He knew what everyone needed to hear. He knew what the Samaritan woman needed to hear. Different than the sinful woman needed to hear. Different than the bleeding woman needed to hear. Different than the Canaanite woman needed to hear. Different than what Mary Magdalene needed to hear. Jesus was the master if he knew all things about all men and he spoke specifically to each one in a way that they needed to hear. And if we're honest, if we're going to be his followers and we're going to love one another as Christ loved us, then it is our duty. Listen carefully. This is not just a fun. It's our duty. Love requires me. If I love someone, it, re- if I love someone, it requires me to know her and understand her so I can speak in her language. That's what love requires. If I come in this place and someone doesn't speak my language and I want to love them, it's, it's, my, it's my duty to understand how she speaks and how one, everyone speaks so that I can love them as Jesus taught us to love. Okay? So with that, that's our kind of overview. Let's jump in. Which color should we start with of the four? We're not going to start with the red. We're going to start with the yellows because the yellows, as you see up on there, they want attention. Let's give them their attention, okay? <laughs> yeah, so we know this very well because we have our daughter Lizzie, who's 40% yellow, who lives in a house with no other yellow. Like, all of us are 0%, Lizzie is 40%, so she's really had to acclimate. Um, but her 40% yellow, just by the way, outweighs <laughs> the rest of us. It's like three against one, but the one always wins, just so we're clear, okay? <laughs> A little bit of yellow will do for you. <laughs> so, um, so obviously, like Abuna said, what do these yellows want? Attention, attention, attention. Lizzie, I remember when she was really little and she'd be telling me a story about what happened at school, you know, when a toddler's speaking and you get distracted. So I'd say, I'm sorry, what was that? She said, no, you aren't listening. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> because she wants me to give her my 100% attention, and she doesn't want to know that I'm even like 5% distracted, and she can sense it. Um, so they really want the approval of people as well. Um, I remember one time I was hanging out with a group of women, and we were saying about, you know, what do you do if you hear you weren't invited to some, like, gathering? So the blue was like, oh, I'm happy. I'm relieved. <laughs> the green's like, oh, you know, I give them the benefit of the doubt. The red, what does the red do, Abuna? I told her what a red would do is we, we don't care that we weren't invited. We're going to plan our own party. It's a revenge party. <laughs> We're going to get back at them. <laughs> but the yellow, the yellow said they'd feel really sad. They'd feel like they were left out because they have that need for 
acceptance. Um, so when we think about they have a need for acceptance, they have a need for attention and affection, it doesn't necessarily mean they have to be center stage uh, at all times, but it's kind of like I was saying with Lizzie. They want your 100% attention. They don't want you to be aloof or distracted when you're speaking to them. They want you to put your phone down. So if you are relating to someone who's a yellow and you're kind of on your phone or not, not giving them their, your full attention, they can really sense it and that is like taking away the oxygen from them. Um, yeah, so if you live with the yellow, go home, give them a hug, give them some attention. We, one time, speaking of when Lizzie was young, her grandmother asked her, she was probably like five at the time or something, and it's Marianne and Michael is our son and then myself. So her grandmother asked, who do you like it is when they're home with you? Like, who do you like being at home with of the three? And Lizzie, typical yellow, Lizzie said, in the mornings, I like dad because he's the one who wakes me up. In the afternoons, I like Michael because he's the one who plays with me. And in the evening, I like mom because she tucks me in. So basically, yeah, all what? Basically, what she's saying is, I just want attention. So whoever's going to give it to me, that's who I want. No loyalty. I don't care. Once the guy's done giving me attention, throw him away. He's no value to me. Okay? But when he's giving me, that's what she wants. She wants that undivided attention. So here's the important part. If you are not a yellow, if you are not a yellow, you may be tempted to think, oh, that person, they're so needy. They're so, they're so, they're so social and superficial and they just want to hang out. And there's, that, that's how God made them. That, like the whole point of these temperaments is that eat, there's no such thing as a person who is weird or is crazy. There's just different kinds of normal. So what you think is crazy is they're normal. And that's how God made them to be. It doesn't mean that they are shallow or superficial or they need to, you know, do more quiet time or something like that. That's how God created them. And what we need to do is to speak their language so that they feel loved in the way that they need to feel. And if they don't, okay, this applies to all of them, but I'll move on quickly here after this. If they don't, what happens to a yellow if they don't get the attention, the approval, the acceptance, and the affection that they desire? What happens to a yellow? that's usually where you're going to have conflict because a yellow needs attention. So the hope is give me attention. And if you don't give me attention, I'm going to get your attention. I'm going to get it one way or the other. Okay. And if you ask a yellow, like is any yellows out there, maybe you agree or disagree that being ignored, being in like the goal is to be in, in, in a good relationship. Being ignored is so bad. I'll take conflict and fighting versus being ignored. I'll take conflict versus being ignored. So the point is, that's just how God made them, okay? Those are our yellow friends. Let's move on to our greens. Our greens, we love our greens. Our greens need harmony, feeling of worth, respect, and lack of stress. So let's go through these one by one. Let's start first with harmony. If there's one thing that will get a green to feel not, not right is when there's stress, or sorry, when there's lack of harmony. They need everyone to get along, and their lack of, lack of harmony will affect a green much worse than it'll affect a red. So we could be in the fight, and we're both in it. She staying up all night, and she's praying, and she's fasting, and she's whatever, and I am out, Okay. <laughs> And then wake up in the morning and how'd you sleep? She'll ask me and I'd be like, slept great. <laughs> Everything was fine. 
Because for a red, we can take a little bit. Okay, that little jack, it doesn't bother us. Like we can, that's no problem. But for a green, when they don't have harmony, it affects them. I got to tell this funny story. Okay, <laughs> I got to tell the counter story. Go okay? ahead. <laughs> Just so you see, a green often will apologize for something even before they even, even realize what it is that they've done. But they just want the, the, whatever it is to go away. One time we were sitting around. Marianne and Lizzie were sitting at the counter, and we were talking about something where I was thinking. I can't remember what it was. They were sitting at the counter, and what I thought, Marianne, like there was this like, noise, like tick, tick, tick. And, like Marianne was like, kicking the counter. And I was trying to do something, so I'm like, can you stop that? And she goes, sorry. <laughs> and then Lizzie starts cracking up. Lizzie goes cracking. And I'm like, why are you laughing? She's like, I was the one kicking it, but Marianne just said sorry, because for her, I don't know what we're talking about, but I'm sorry. Let's just end it. Like, whatever it is that you're upset about, let's just finish it and move on. That's a standard red or standard green. A red? No. Who did this? They should be tried and executed, cut their foot off, whatever it is. But a green wants peace at all costs. A green wants peace at all costs. And if you have a green around you, the best thing that you can do for them is create a peaceful environment. That's the best thing. If you want to free a green up, like let's say in work setting, to be the most productive employee, if you want to free a green child up to do his best in homework or whatever it may be, give them a peaceful environment. And if you don't, then you're going to suffer because you're going to see, like maybe we think, so right here, we got feeling of worth, respect, lack of stress. Let's go to the lack of stress one. Sometimes our greens may seem to be like they're lazy. Greens are not lazy. Greens are very hard workers, but they don't work well in stressful environments. And stressful environment doesn't mean work stress. Doesn't mean a lot of work. Stress for them is relational stress. So if, they're, if, the, if the work is stressful, they can handle it. Greens are, are very capable. But when there's tension here and there's a stressful work environment or a relational environment, that's when greens, you would agree, that's when greens, okay, kind of pull back into their shell. Okay, um, yeah, feeling of, let's go to feeling of worth and respect. Greens might not always assert themselves, but greens need, greens are the easiest to be unappreciated. Greens are the easiest for you to take for granted. So if you got a green that, like I said, you live with or you work with, then you need to make sure you go out of your way to appreciate them because they'll be the best people to have around you will be the greens, but they need to be appreciated and, and because it's very easy for them to be taken for granted. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Marianne, tell us from a green perspective about how stress, okay, what happens when there's stress and how we look at it differently. Okay, well, this is actually a really funny story. So, obviously, greens, we do not like stress. So, we are very hardworking, but we don't like to do it just under pressure. Like, we... I. For me, the worst thing is if my boss says, do this in two hours, because then I'll just feel too much stress. It'll be hard to focus and do it. But if they give me time, I'll plan and I'll do it. Um, so one night, every night, we'll just plan out our next day. So one night, it was a Friday night, and I was saying, tomorrow I need to, I'm going to help this parent out. They're having a birthday party for their kid, and I'm, gonna, I'm in charge of the snacks. So I'm going to go early in the morning. I'm going to go to Costco. Then I'm going to go to their house. I'm going to set up, arrange everything in platters, and then get it out for before when the party starts at 2. And so Abuna's like, no, no, don't do that. Just leave at 12 or 11, whatever. Leave at such and such time, run to Costco, run to the thing, and, 
and do the party. Why would you waste your whole day? Like, just, just don't do that. And I'm like, no. And we were literally for 30, he's trying to help me. And I'm like, no, that's too stressful. I can't do that. He's like, what are you going to do? I'm, I'm going to put in trays. How long does it take to put in a tray? I'm like, no, <laughs> I can't function like that. So we like to have a lot of time built in to avoid the stress. <laughs> Speaking of, sorry, is that Marianne handles all the kitchen duties in our house. She handles all the kitchen. She's the best. And she's the hard, again, greens are hard workers. Marianne does everything. Like we come home after a long day, the three of us sit on the couch, Marianne goes and she starts preparing everything or wash, like she does everything. But every now and then I want to, I'll put the air quotes, help in the kitchen. Every now, usually when I'm really hungry and I want things to move faster, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to help. And my help is, why are you doing it that way? And we can do this faster. And I'll do this. And you do that. And what I've come to discover in the kitchen, lack of stress equals lack of me in the kitchen. Okay? <laughs> because oftentimes my, my help is just creating pressure. Because I'm all about process improvement. Reds. Okay? I'm all about <laughs> process improvement. I've always said that my spiritual gift in life, I can watch anyone do anything and tell them how to do it in a better way. Anyone. Okay? <laughs> I have the spiritual gift of criticism. So no matter what it is. So I'm like, why are you doing it that way? Why are you using that spoon? And by the end, she's like, I can't take any more of the help. The help is too much. Okay? <laughs> so those are our green friends. Let's go to the reds. Reds have need for loyalty, sense of control, appreciation, Credit for work. Marianne, you tell us about the Reds. Sure. So let's start with loyalty. So what do we mean by loyalty? Because I think I just finally understood what loyalty means to a Red. What it actually means is they want you to trust them. Um, they want in your heart you to have like a genuine trust for them, um, to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt, um, and to, to trust them even more than you trust others, or even more than you trust yourself. Um, there's been a few times in our marriage where like, I feel like something's off, or I feel like some distance, and when I try and analyze what, what's the root of this distance, it always it boils down to Abuna feels like I'm kind of just doing things my own way, um, not, not fully trusting him, um, and, and yeah, yeah, exactly, just not fully trusting him. Um, I remember back on our honeymoon, he said this comment, and it kind of stuck with me. He said, you know, if you just hold on to me and trust me, just everything's going to be great. Just for the rest of our lives, everything's going to be great. But you just trust me. That's a good one. That, there's an that, awe, doesn't that's it? A, that's <laughs> an awe. Thank you. Um, and if you do have a godly red, they will bend over backwards for you. Um, so it's actually really important for the, I'm going to talk to the Reds for a second because I'm going to tell all the non-Reds to trust you Reds. So then you have to be a godly Red. So it's very easy actually for me to trust Abuna because I know 110% of the time he's thinking about me before himself. I'm positive. I don't doubt it for a second. So yeah, so it's easy. I The Red-Green combination is great because... I don't really care what we do. Like, I'm happy to, like, be in that support role. It makes me happy. I don't need to be the leader, um, and I don't need to be in control. But I know that he's going to take, he's going to be looking out for me and for, like, our family and for the big picture. So if you're a red out there, you want to be that healthy, godly red that's, like, the worst thing is a selfish red, because then you're just going to, that's no good, because then you're going to hurt everyone around you. And, I, and this, what I'm about to say applies to all the colors, but 
the reds are the ones who probably need to hear it the most, is that this is all, notice, this is all about how do I meet someone else's language. This is not about, oh yeah, I'm going to go home and tell, she better be loyal to me. You know what I mean? And she better give me control. And he better this. This is not about getting people to be loyal to you. Because that's the whole point of what Marianne is saying, is that if we want that loyalty, we have an innate need for it. Like, we like to take charge, and we like people to trust us. But we have to earn that. And if you're always looking out for yourself, and you're always selfish, then you haven't earned it. And you're not going to go home and just demand that someone trust you unless you've earned it. Okay? So that, that's an important point. Okay? It applies to all of them, but the reds look at me neither. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that, that's why I actually just ran into a couple, uh, a couple last night at Costco who was red-green, and I said, I think red-green is the best combination. It can work so, so, so well. Um, but yeah, you just want to be a healthy red, healthy green. Um, second one is um, their uh, appreciation and, and credit. So for a red, that's really important. Um, it's not in like a selfish, greedy way, but they want, when they do something, when they do bend over backwards for you, they want that acknowledgement, right? We had a very funny example <laughs> of this just yesterday. Marianne is going, I'm happy to do anything, but if you're a red, like me, you're happy to do stuff. You just want people to know that you did it. Not that I want people to clap for me, but I just want, like we like truth and we like rights, so I just want acknowledgement. Marianne's going on a business trip tomorrow, and so she's flying out early tomorrow morning. So on Friday, or whatever day it was, I was downstairs in the crawl space where the luggage is, and I knew she was going to need a luggage, so I went in the crawl space to get it for her and put it up in the room so that when she remembers that she needs to pack, which will be tonight at whatever time, okay, when she remembers that she needs to pack, it's right there, and that, like, that's it. And I'm happy to do that, and I don't need anything. But then Marianne, I just, yesterday when we were driving the car, I said, you know, I got the suitcase for you. <laughs> but to my defense, I noticed it, and I said, that was really sweet, but I just didn't make the acknowledgement. I don't so, need anyone to clap for me, the, but I just need her to know that the suitcase was yeah, brought there by me. Yeah. That's it. That's all I want. Yeah. Okay? Like, I yeah. just, I'm, I'm, and I'll yeah. do it, and I'll take it back down on, like, and, whatever. I'm happy, <laughs> but just, just so we know, I brought that there. Okay? And that, that was not part of our conversation. We're in the middle of something else. Just FYI, that's me. <laughs> Reds. Am I right? There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Talk right. about sense of control. Okay, so sense of control is the next one. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean they need to be in charge. Um, a lot of times they don't even want to be in charge. Uh, it's the difference between being in control but or wanting a sense of control. So, for example, in our marriage, how we like to do things is we have departments. So my department is vacations. He has nothing to do with vacations and he trusts me, but he trusts that our vacations are under control. Like I have a system. I know what we're doing every year. Um, so, so that seems to work well. They really don't like chaos. And once they give you the control, so for example, he's given me control of vacations. He doesn't think about it. He doesn't ask about it. He the key is the trust. Again, he trusts that I'm going to fully take care of it. Mm -hmm. what's, what's a red's favorite verse when it comes to control? What's a red's <laughs> favorite verse? 1 Corinthians 14, 40. Let all things be done decently and in order. That's the thing. Reds don't need to be in control. I don't need to be in control. And you as a red, you don't... And, but we need there to be under control. And if it's under control, we're happy to sit back and watch the show. But as soon as we feel like things are out of control... The sleeves get rolled up and we jump right in, okay? That's what a red is. Um, I got an email right here from a red 
that last time we did this series, Ared sent me an email about this sense of control, and it's just such a good email that I had to read it out loud again. So this person was basically, the, 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 the point of the email, which I'll read an excerpt, the point of the email was, Red sometimes get a bad reputation. Like actually just this past week, we were with some group, every conversation this past week I've been about the colors, the colors, the colors. And we were talking and there was a group of us and someone said they're a red. And the other person's response was, but, but you're so nice. How can you be a red? <laughs> and I'm like, reds can be nice, okay? Even though someone <laughs> called us bulldozers last week, okay? <laughs> reds can be, so there's this bad reputation for red. And this person wrote this. They said, it's coming across as if reds are the bad guy, the ruiners of fun and calm. Even our color is a bit devilish. <laughs> I'm interpreting this control thing as a need for a sense of control, not to be controlling. I personally have zero desire for control, but I sure do need things to be controlled. I can't do chaos and go with the flow. <laughs> if no one, is, if no one are, is around that will give me a sense that things are under control, I will absolutely step up to the plate, but that does not make me controlling. All caps. Okay, but that does not make me controlling. <laughs> I don't like feeling delusional, so I wanted confirmation that that's how you interpreted this control thing. And then they ended the email with a classic red line. Classic red line. Also, it isn't our fault that we're always right on most issues. <laughs> classic red, classic red. But the point there, this was a wife who is saying, as a red wife, like there's this reputation that we're bad. She's like, I don't want to be in control. I want my husband to lead. But again, the husband needs to make sure that things are under control, and then she's happy to give him the control, okay? So that's reds. Okay, so we did the yellows, the greens, the reds. Last, we'll go to our blue friends. And our blue friends have a need for safety, sensitivity, support, space, and silence. Let's start with safety. Safety, we're not just talking about physical safety. But all, that is, for sure, a need for them, probably higher than the rest. But we're talking about emotional safety. And if you have a blue in your life, blues are the hardest people to get to open up and to trust you emotionally. Those are blue. Yellows, the guy on the street, they trust him, okay? No problem, okay? But blues, they're the hardest ones. So if you get one to open up to you, you re like I want you to realize that took a lot. That took them stepping out on a ledge for that sake, and you have to be very careful with what you do with that. Because for a blue to open up this much, okay, it may not seem like anything. Like I can always tell when a blue comes to me in confession, because they're like very cautious and they're very, and they're talking like, so you have to be very, 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 very cautious with that so that you can give them an opportunity to be able to grow further in that area. Blues are very sensitive and their sensitivity is a two-edged sword. On the one hand, it makes blues the best people to be around when you are hurting. You want blues around you because blues think through all the details. Blues are the people who start the meal trains when someone is in need. Blues are the ones who organize someone to clean the house for whatever. Blues are the ones that if you are in need, you want a blue because they are the most sensitive and the most caring. But the double-edged sword of that, because they feel so deeply and they feel your pain, that when you hurt them this much, they feel it more deeply than others. Because if you think about it, a blue is all about details and they notice little things. So a blue would think to themselves, like, let's say, like, let's say a red-blue combination, because I see this sometimes in marriage. A red speaks quickly. Why'd you do that? That's how red speak, okay? And we don't, may not mean anything, but that's just, okay, that's just how we do it. For a blue who doesn't speak that way, a blue would think to himself or herself, 
If I were to ever say that to someone else, I would be so angry. I would have to be this angry to say that to someone else. So therefore, if someone's saying that to me, they must be that angry as well. You see how Blue thinks? Okay. Um, blues need support. Blues are the ones that often feel unheard, or blues are the ones that feel like no one's listening to me. Blues are the ones, I told you this last week, blues are the ones that after the meeting is over, you want to go to and say, hey, are you good with everything we discussed there? Because, you know, you, you, you didn't say anything, so I just want to confirm that you're good with everything that we said. You never have that problem with the Reds, because the Reds aren't good. They're going to stand up and proclaim they're not good. You never had that problem with the yellows because yellows are going to get their opinion out one way or the other. Even if you're not listening, they're going to just go volume, okay? Like they're going to quantity more than anyone else. And then the greens, you're not going to worry about them because the greens in the end be like, okay, whatever you decided, we're good with anyway. Like that's not a problem. But the blues are the ones that you want to make sure that you give them a chance um, to express themselves. And then the last one, space and silence. The worst thing you can do for a blue. The worst thing you can do for a blue. Again, in a meeting context or in like any kind of a group gathering, is say, the worst thing that you can do is call them up on stage and say, I need to do this up on stage right now and do this. That's the worst thing you can do. But what was great for the blues is you say, okay, you know what? In 20 minutes, we're going to do this. I'll ask you to prepare this, answer all their questions. Okay, probably give them a spreadsheet with a to-do list or whatever it may be, and then blues will be your best friend. But blues need that space and that silence. Tell us about that, Marianne. Yeah, I mean, Michael and Abuna have a lot of blue uh, in them. Abuna actually has a lot of blue in him, um, not just red. So, for example, Sundays, Saturday, starting Saturday, he's like working. He's at church taking confessions. Sundays, you know, church, talking to people. Then we have visits. I know when he gets home after that last visit on Sunday, he just needs to sit in front of the TV with a lot of food and just... (laughs) <laughs> silence. <laughs> Now's not a good time to be like, hey, do you want to go hang out with this couple? Or do you, you know, tell him stories? I kind of just let him be, let him veg. And, and to show you that's from God, what day is football? That's what we're watching on TV. What day is football on? Yeah. On Sundays. That's from God. Okay. And the best basketball games on Sundays. That's from God. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have a blue, they are going to be your best ally, um, but you just have to learn to speak their language. And Lizzie, for example, like we see this with our kids. Mm-hmm. Lizzie is zero blue, zero blue, all yellow and red. Michael <laughs> is green, but he's got a lot of blue in him as well. And sometimes we'll be out, we have like a long day at this event and this event and this event. I remember there was one year, if anyone had been around for a while, there was one year for New Year's Eve. If you remember, we did three New Year's Eve parties in three different homes. Okay, this is probably like five, six years ago, something like that. So there was a, like a party at someone's house from like, um, I don't know, let's say like uh, six to eight. Those were the people with the little babies that wanted to go to sleep. So we went to that party from six to eight. And then there was two other parties from eight to 12. One was like families with older kids, and then one was like the young adults. So we went from six to eight to that house, probably in, you know, Falls Church, or Arlington, somewhere like that. And then we went from eight to 10, someone's house in South Riding. And then we went 10 to 12, all the way back in Arlington to a young adult party. So we were back to back to back to back to back. Both kids, okay, asked the same question after that event was over, but in different ways. They said the same question, speaking the same words, but different language. One kid asked, what are we doing next? (laughs) After six hours of nonstop, what are we doing next? And it's midnight. The other kid asked the same question. He said, we're not doing anything next, are we? (laughs) That's a classic blue. 
It's like, we're done now, right? So bottom line with the blues, give them their space, give them their silence, give them their chance to recharge, and they will be your best friend. Because the bottom line, let's wrap this thing up right here. Our key thought for this series is that even though we're using the same words, we might not be speaking the same language. And the challenge for us, the challenge for us, if we are followers of Jesus Christ and we're going to love one another as Christ loved us, the challenge for us is to learn how to communicate in the language that the other person speaks how to communicate in language that we can be heard, not just this is what I want to say, not just this is how I, I, I you know, I, I no filter, I just say what's on my mind. That's not Christianity. Christ, and that's not wise. The wise person is the one who understands not just what's coming out of my mouth, but what's going into the other person's ear and speaking in such a way to be, to communicate and that as the other person um, hears it. And because this is, I understand this is a foreign concept, this is new for a lot of us. We create, not created, but we found this guide online called Words That Build Up. So if you scan that QR code that's up on the screen right now, if you scan that, it's also in, the, in your handout, you will get a link to a PDF that has a guide of the four different colors and the words that build up each color and the words that tear down each color, okay? So what for the greens, what for the blues, what for the yellows, what for the reds? So take a picture of this. Go to that QR code, okay, download the PDF. It's also, like I said, in your handout. It's also in the STSA app at the bottom of the note section. But the point here is that if we are learning a new language, sometimes we need a little bit of help and we need a little bit of practice. So like I said, think about like you're learning Spanish or French or Italian or whatever it is. We'll tell you what it is, but it takes a little bit. It's clunky at first, but the more you practice, hopefully the more you'll see results. Because the bottom line, Agree with me. Ignorance is not an excuse. Ignorance is not an excuse. If you have a relationship in your life that may be struggling, going through a tense time, ignorance of, well, I don't know what they're hearing when I say that. That's not an excuse. Like we all know examples. We've all seen examples of, you know, uh, the coach who's just trying to motivate the kids and he's destroying their self-esteem with the way he speaks. Ignorance is not an excuse. We all know examples of the parents, like Marianne said, who they're on their phone all the time, okay, and the poor kid just feels so unheard, so unloved. Ignorance is not an excuse. Ignorance is not an excuse. We got to be better than that. We also know examples of people who have hurt us, but the words that they say, and we don't give them ignorance as an excuse, so we need to make sure that we are not doing that for others. Our duty if we are going to love like Christ loved, you can't love someone without knowing them. Like I can't say to Marianne, I love you so much, but don't tell me any more about you. I'm, I'm, I don't want to learn any more about you. Love requires me to learn about her and how to speak her language. Then we can fulfill this verse, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, which says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, and here's the important part, that it may impart grace to the speaker to the hearers. We don't speak for our own benefit. We don't say what we want to say for our own benefit. We need to learn to let nothing proceed out of our mouth except what's necessary that it may impart grace to the hearers. Because despite what we learned as kids, remember this one? Okay, I'll start the sentence and you finish it off here. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. They lied to us. That's a lie. <laughs> 
Words do hurt. Words can hurt deeply. And we all know, unfortunately, like I said, is that tense relationship with our brother or that heated situation at work or that husband and wife that just grown distant. Nine out of ten times, what it boils down to is words. Because often we may be using the same words but speaking different languages. And hopefully we'll get this one right and figure this out so we can communicate better and love better. Thank you so much for joining today, Marianne. Did she do a good job? Thanks, guys. <laughs> should, we invite, should we invite her back next week? <laughs> okay. We invite Marianne back Thanks, next guys. week. Here's what we're going to do for the rest of this series. Next week, we are going to look at, now that we've understood the language of each one and the words that each one needs to hear, we're going to look at next week is how colors behave badly, the weakness of each one. And when we're under pressure or where we're in conflict or we're under stress, the tendencies of each one. So come ready next week that we're going to kind of point out some of the, the, the deficiencies. But it's going to be helpful to learn that every, like remember I told you last week the example of the car that pulls left. It's good to know that my car pulls left, pulls left, pulls left. So if I'm going to pick up the phone or push the radio, I'm going to give it a tug on the right and then do whatever I'm going to do because I know it's going to naturally pull left. So we're going to see next week what our natural pull is when we're in a tough situation. And then the last week of this series, I'm going to do something special. We're going to call it Color Wars. And Color Wars means that everyone is going to come to church, not next week, but it's going to be Mother's Day weekend, okay? On Mother's Day weekend, everyone's going to come to church dressed in their color. <laughs> You're going to come dressed in your color. And what we're going to do that week is we're going to actually have a panel. And up here on the screen, you see an email address, questions at stsa.church. So on that particular week, we're going to have a panel up here on the stage, one person with a red shirt, one blue shirt, one yellow shirt, one green shirt, and you are going to set the agenda for today, You're or for the agenda for that day with your questions. So if you have any questions about anything related to this or related to relationships or communication, send them on in, okay? And then that, not next week, on Sunday, May the 14th, on Mother's Day, you come with your colors, and we, and we, we should even sit that way, like all the reds over there, okay, all the... <laughs> Well, no, we'll do, we'll do love and integration and things like that, okay? With the <laughs> but make sure that you first start to... The blues are already thinking, what outfit am I going to wear? I got to buy an outfit? What, what, uh, the blues are already starting to worry about it, okay? Don't worry. You got, that's why I gave you two weeks, blues, okay? So you can be prepared, okay? But that's going to be on the final week. So send in your questions, anything that um, you got, we'd be happy to answer them for you, okay? Let's stand up together and say a prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that you loved us so much that when you came to us, Lord, you spoke our language. You didn't make us speak your language because we didn't know it, Lord. So thank you that you come to each one of us and, and in, a, in a custom, unique, personal way and communicated with us, Lord, as only we could understand. We pray, Lord, that as we discuss these colors and these temperaments that you put the same spirit inside of us, one of love for our brothers and sisters and, and a desire to speak in a way that, that will impart grace to the hearer, not just for ourselves. We pray these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, with the intercessions and the prayers of all your saints. Lord, hear us as we pray thankfully. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. In Christ Jesus our Lord, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. 
We hope today's message inspires you in your faith journey. And at the end of this episode, we invite you to take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel.